You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. I do. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Jay Barker Show live from AVX Audio Video Excellence. Matt Coulter, Lars is down at our flagship station, Tide 100.9 FM at Tuscaloosa Day, doing some professor duty. So uh, we'll get his take on all things happening in Tuscaloosa. We got the game coming up this weekend, Alabama at Arkansas, 2.30 on CBS. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. We call it the bowling of this generation and a lot of fun with family friends and co-workers great place to throw parties as well as charity events corporate events at top golf uh, top golf of birmingham also driven by sunny king ford on the sunny side of the street go see tony russell and all the great folks there at sunny king ford all right so we got coming up at one o'clock today christian miller will be with us outside linebacker former outside linebacker for the crimson tide played in the nfl and now sideline reporter for the ctsn crimson tide sports network doing a terrific job there and have been a great guest for us over the last few weeks and uh, Matt, we got a special guest coming up at the uh, halfway down at the bottom of this hour, uh, coming up uh, talking some NASCAR. Tell us about it. Well, uh, I got to stop laughing. Tony and I went back to elementary school there during the opening. I'll just leave. I'll just leave. I, leave that. I, I didn't realize I just, that every mic is a hot mic uh, on the Jay Barker Radio Network. Mic. But I do yeah. know that if you show up in the studio, you get married three days later, which I thought was very yeah, interesting. That happened uh, with Oscar. Details yeah. on that first. Chris Busher 
who just won at Bristol a couple of weeks ago on the NASCAR circuit, is uh, going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. That courtesy of all, all the folks at Talladega Super Speedway. Um, golly, this weather, Talladega, yeah, a couple of cold beers. Yeah. Um, it's all good. But anyway, uh, our good friend Russell Branham and um, Brian Crichton hook us up uh, every year when we uh, get closer to the Talladega. This is a Yellowwood 500. Mm-hmm. Last time Jimmy Raines dropped the green flag. You know, the first uh, NASCAR track was made out of wood. Yellowwood? Well, not yellow wood. It wasn't around then, but it was actually wood up in New York. They, it they, was they, sand they, in they, Daytona. They were raced on, well, the first NASCAR, and I, I say NASCAR, the first, uh, first official race where you could, like, let it rip. It was huh. an entire wood track. That's a, an interesting, interesting choice of and words there. there. A lot of, a you, you could, you could like literally, that Destin. Yes, the, the 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 Woody they call it, the big Woody. Yeah. Uh you could yeah. you could actually splinter your tires on that track. <laughs> Boy, they had trouble with the tires at Texas this past weekend. We'll ask Busher about that, but that was all that was literally scary. Yeah. But anyway, Jay, uh yeah, we got a full show. What you got going on? Where's Lars? <laughs> Lars, Lars, where are you? <laughs> How you doing today, guys? Uh good to have Tony good in morning. studio and uh and Jay and Matt and um yeah, it's always always great to uh, be back on campus and just uh, being around the kids. And, and, man, today it finally, for the first time to me, uh, when I got up to walk my dog at like 5.30 this morning, I was actually cold. Uh, and so it, it feels like fall. I know we're officially in fall, and uh, it's an exciting time of the year. It's a time of year that, that, uh, that people like us live for. And I, I went back uh, last night, and I, I listened and watched uh, – uh, uh, Sam Pittman's press conference, the uh, Arkansas head coach, and he is—he really is good, Matt, in front of the camera. And uh, he told a pretty funny story about uh, being an assistant coach under uh, Brett Bielema at Arkansas and just been there about four or five weeks, and that's when uh, Nick Saban called and offered him a job. And, uh, and, and, you know, Pittman had been talking to his players about loyalty and, and trust. And, and uh, when he was offered the Alabama job, he called his mom and his mom said, hey, I did not raise a son who talks about loyalty and then abandons his own players. You are not taking that job. <laughs> and so, uh, wow. and so, uh, so Pittman uh, stayed with uh, Brett Bielema, and it, it worked out for the best uh, for him. But uh, just the fact that he uh, is one of the very few that we know of that, that turned down uh, Nick Saban and a job offer. But uh, I'm really looking forward to this game, uh, Matt, and uh, just uh, – the more you look at Arkansas, the more impressed you are with the building job that Pittman has done. And, you know, when he was hired, it wasn't the sexiest hire. And it was, you know, for someone like me, uh, I just thought, ho-hum, you know, it's kind of Arkansas being Arkansas. I was much more excited about, about the Bielema hire, frankly. But Pittman has just been perfect. And, and why is it? I mean, Matt, you, you know this Arkansas team better than any of us. You're, you're, you were born in Fayetteville. You follow them closely. Why do you think Pittman has been such a good fit in Fayetteville? And more importantly, my father taught calculus. Now, how far did that apple roll from the Hello. base of the tree? Yeah. Um, I think you see this as common in college football and at the NFL level. Offensive line coaches tend to make really good head coaches. That's not to say you can't be a DB like uh, maybe Deion Sanders, the next coach at Auburn, har har. Um, but when you build from offensive and defensive lines out, 
you're going to win football games, and I think that's exactly what he's done. I do caution, though, they're not there. They're close. Yeah. Um, they're, they're so close compared to where I thought they would be, even looking at it positively. But they're very, very close, but they're not at the level Alabama is. Unless the Arkansas fans can stay in this, Alabama helps them, I think Alabama wins maybe somewhat comfortably. I think a lot of people, when they saw that hire, too, they were like, who the heck is Sam Pittman? I don't know if well, a, a lot, lot of people. Well, yeah, I don't know if a lot of people knew what Sam Pittman was, but, but you look at his pedigree. I mean, uh, obviously, the Arkansas situation, he's from Oklahoma. They were hot when he was growing up there in the Oklahoma area. Uh, you look at his Georgia ties, and then, of course, uh, great friends with Rex Ryan. I mean, the guy's got a, a, quite the pedigree. He's, 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 he's well-steeped in everything he does in college football. With that being said, though, he he feels a little Ed Orgeronish to me because he's not the typical SEC type no. of coach, but he fits Arkansas so perfectly. They shut. They had a great shot to win this past weekend against A and I I don't know what to make of A and M, but they're sitting there three and one. They're a seventeen point dog. That's the closest line Alabama's had all season, and I'm excited for the game. And he's got just enough all shucks in him mm-hmm. to really, really enjoy and embrace the culture that is Fayetteville. Jay, I want to cut to X's and O's right now. What do you do to defend a quarterback like K.J. Jefferson? Yeah, the biggest thing is try to uh, limit uh, his ability to escape the pocket, keep him in the pocket, make him throw the ball, even though he's got a lot better over the last uh, two years as far as throwing in the pocket. But he's very dangerous when he gets outside the pocket. Uh, it really puts a lot of pressure on your defense. have to come up and stop him as a runner, and a lot of times can create big plays down the field. So I think containing him inside the pocket, making him beat you from there, Try to make him one-dimensional, not letting him run the football, and uh, make it put put it in his hands. I think uh, you know he he has shown where he can uh, throw, you know, make some mistakes. Not many. He's been pretty good about protecting the football uh, over the last couple of years, but he's really grown up a lot as a quarterback. Uh, I think he's become one of the top quarterbacks uh, in the SEC. I think Pittman and those guys have really done a good job as far as his progression um, outside and or in, inside the SEC. But uh, a game on the uh, East Coast, that South Carolina game, as we saw from Hurricane Ian, which is not a very um, dangerous name, Ian. Uh, South Carolina on Tuesday announced that it is moving its game against South Carolina State up to Thursday night. The game will kick off at 7 p.m. Eastern time, 6 our time. It's been scheduled to take place in Columbia on Saturday at noon, but due to the impact of Hurricane uh, on the Columbia and the surrounding areas, they said it's the best interest of safety to play the game on Thursday rather than Saturday afternoon. Lars, we've seen this before, and this could be a real adjustment for some teams. Uh, we, we've seen we had the, you play on a Saturday, come back and play on a Thursday, but to find out on a Tuesday that this is the course of action, and hopefully they kind of knew this was going down on Monday. I'm sure the coaches kind of talked about it, the ADs, in order to kind of mentally and psychologically prepare for the week because it's a different schedule now. Yeah, and um, I, I do think there's sort of enough lead time where not going to have to deviate too much uh from you know what the the set schedule is going to be and i think this is a uh a a move a a prudent move by the uh sec uh to 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 move this game up um but uh tony just your thoughts on arkansas um and 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 i and we so we we got matt's thoughts on, on on Pittman. um what What's your big takeaway after watching him for a few years? I mean, I remember last year during the COVID season just being really surprised at how how tough they how tough this team was 
and how uh, how hard they played. And I know it sounds so simple, but so many teams, you don't see that toughness. You don't see that grit. You don't see that determination. And to me, Arkansas truly, more than most teams, is a reflection of their head coach. Cody, let's get that on There's the other no side, if you don't mind. Let's get that on the other side. Uh, we'll tease sure. that. We'll get your take on Arkansas and kind of where they're at right now, getting ready for Alabama this weekend, 2.30 on CBS and uh, at Arkansas. We got uh, coming at the bottom hour, uh, Chris Bush, you're going to be joining us at 12.30 and uh, 12.30 on the dot. So we'll be uh, come back and uh, have a good segment and then get ready for him and talk NASCAR at Talladega. Stay with, with us. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Hey, Pete, how's business? It's great. Foot traffic's still way down, but more people are finding me online. Nice. How'd you pull that off? Well, the first thing I did was go to 51. Tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days. Highs between 75 and 78. Friday, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Again, we got uh, Chris Booth. You're going to be joining us uh, talking NASCAR here right at 12:30. So look forward to that here in about uh, 14 to 15 minutes. Um, let's go back to Tony Curry. Uh, Lars asked you the question about uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks. You want to answer? Yeah, I mean, uh, and it's interesting because uh, Arkansas has always been that that team, uh, and maybe uh, Brett Bielema, obviously, the the higher they're coming from uh, the Big Ten school. I thought he was going to be Champions. perfect. I, I thought he was too, and he seemed like he was a good fit. And that's kind of where they where I actually started to kind of pay attention to them a little bit. Um, because from week to week, uh, Arkansas was that one team that you felt like if you weren't on your, your I's and T's, you could probably lose that game against Arkansas. And it's been like that for Alabama for a long period of time. With that being said, Alabama's beaten Arkansas 14 straight times, and Nick Saban's never lost to the Arkansas Razorbacks, which is really incredible. Um, but maybe because of K.J. Jefferson, maybe because of, of Raheem Sanders, maybe because of some of these playmakers, certainly offensively speaking, they're averaging 33 points a ball game, which ranks around 50th in, in college football. Uh, they're a team that's fun to watch. Uh, they really are. Maybe it has a lot to do with, with their coach. It's a lot of times when I go to games and I just look at Nick Saban for the entire 60 minutes just to see how he reacts to things. And I'm finding myself doing that with Coach Pittman as well. Um, that being said, defensively speaking, Arkansas is kind of in the middle of the pack. I think they're like I agree. 75th or 77th. They're giving up four touchdowns a game. I just don't know if uh, this Alabama Crimson Tide, who I still believe has not found its stride offensively speaking, they're going to find it one of these weeks. And this is, uh, you, based on the schedule they've had so far, they had the close game against Texas. I think this may be the one game where the Crimson Tide gets it together and beats a top 25 team the way everyone thinks they should and so that's kind of a scary proposition for arkansas considering they haven't won in 14 trips great point on their defense yeah they are middle of the road which middle of the road in the sec is pretty darn good yeah but i think their secondary is somewhat suspect mm-hmm. uh-oh bryce yeah. young heisman winning those quarterback. wide receivers have been looking for that They're game getting to break better. Out. Yeah. getting better so getting this better. may be the one where if they play their a game and i'm talking about the crimson tide it could get ugly a little early i'm not 
We'll, we'll know as we get a little closer to the weekend. It's only Tuesday, but I am excited to finally see Alabama actually playing someone that I think can give them a little bit of a tussle, and that being on the road, too, giving up 17 points. We'll see. And Fayetteville's going to be all hickoryed up. Oh, yeah. If you know what that yeah. means. Uh, all right. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Jay, uh, you know, we sometimes we still question about wide receivers, offensive line, and all that. I think the pleasant surprise of this Alabama team, particularly, obviously, on defense, I think that D-line is playing really well. And the young guys, Otis and those guys are playing great. Is it is that a proper observation on my end? Yeah, they're playing great. And then I think the last game, especially the push they got in the run game, as well as uh you know, really in some of the things they did as far as stunts and different uh ETs and TEs and all the stuff that they were doing up front, uh even in the run game. Uh some of the different things I actually saw Coach Saban uh one of the down and distances where Will Anderson Jr. was able to stop the uh, the um but kind of played the the quarterback and it was able to get get the stop there when he tried to pull it on an option uh, read option there, and um, you know that just little things that they were doing scraping over the top and really you know everybody playing gap control. I, I think they're just playing better together than we saw the cheetah package that came in with Chris Braswell, with Will Anderson, and Dallas Turner together on the field. Uh, we've we've heard about that. We've seen a little bit of it, but not really seen them kind of running that package. And, and I'm sure there's a ton of things that they want to do out of that because. It really gives them a chance to only have three great pass rushers, but three great athletes in the run game uh, against spread-type offenses, as well as guys that can drop into coverage and really create some issues. If you're only dropping, if you're dropping eight and only rushing three, you got two really good athletes on the outside that can cover in the flats, can cover uh, as well uh, in the curl, and uh, have a chance to you know really be effective in the in the passing game for the defense. So I'm pleased with what I've seen so far, Lars, and and I think this team, you know, really to me showed their best game this past Saturday. Uh, complete on all three phases of the game. You know, only the the two fumbles and the punts. Uh, I think they can correct that. Uh, Kool Aid's an outstanding returner and uh, great athlete. Uh, but just feel so much better about them heading into Arkansas, even though the road has been a tough place for this team over the last couple of years. Yeah, and uh, as I mentioned yesterday, you know, when Alabama has gone on the road as a heavy favorite in the SEC, it uh, they've they've had some struggles, uh, and not just in the SEC, but with Texas earlier this year, with Florida last year, with Auburn last year. Um, so uh, I think the spread is about at seventeen. Uh, Tony, you know that better than me. But um, Tony, I wanted to ask you through the first month of the season. What is your biggest surprise on the Alabama team? And what is your biggest area of concern on this Alabama team? Uh, I would say, and I've mentioned this several times, uh, and so, several people are like, yeah, right. I, I don't think Bryce Young, and, and maybe I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid because the Heisman Trophy winner in, in the season, the, the numbers he put up last year were just gaudy and unbelievable. He doesn't look like he's quite in rhythm or in tempo with his offense yet. I, I'm not sure why that is. Uh, he has missed some open guys. That may have a lot to do with the wide receivers. I know the wide receivers have recently, over the last couple of weeks, talked about they're, they're having a hard time getting separation. Maybe it's the route running. I'm not sure what that is. Um, and maybe I've just gotten spoiled uh, knowing that Nick Saban wins national championships every other year that I just expect Alabama to come out and win 52-7 to every single weekend, and it just doesn't happen that way. Um, that, that's a little bit of a concern. I think the wide receivers, and, and again, you look, at, you look at Alabama, you look at the National Football League, uh, Judy, Waddle, Cooper, I mean, every single time I turn on the red zone, there's an Alabama receiver catching a touchdown pass. I mean, at one point, there were six different Alabama receivers catching touchdown passes in a row 
on Red Zone this past week from 2.30 to 2.37. I'm sitting there going, am I watching an Alabama football game or I'm watching the National Football League? So I'm so used to seeing these dynamic Alabama wide receivers, and, and quite frankly, I just have not seen that yet. I don't know if it's a worry. Obviously, the Crimson Tide's undefeated. They'll more likely be undefeated again. And just to kind of give Arkansas a little props, too, the FBI came out early this morning, and as Alabama, on average, on average, 30.8 points better than every team left on their schedule this season. Think about that. 30.8 points better on average than every team remaining on their schedule this year. And their only favorite was 14, now 17 against the Arkansas Razorbacks. And that, that line would be 24 if it was a Brian Denny. Yeah. Let me ask you this. I thought 40.5 was crazy with Vandy, and they passed that almost in the first half. Going in the final lap of Talladega, would you rather be uh, 14th or 24th? going to that last lap. We've had, a lot, we've had a lot of guys come back from way back, baby. Oh, you remember what the three-car did about uh, uh, 20 years ago? I was he was there, 19th brother. with two laps to I go. had lunch with him the day before that race. Chris Bushrell has some more on that coming up here, driving the number 17 fast and all car. Ford Mustang coming up here. And one seconds. of the really true, great, genuine guys on the circuit. Looking at Bryce's numbers, 3-5 to five this weekend, four touchdowns and 13 touchdowns overall this year. Putting up some pretty good numbers. But I hear what you're saying, Tony. I mean, uh, I, I think it's just the expectations of winning and uh, big numbers like that. All right, we got Chris coming up next. Stay with us. We'll continue talking NASCAR. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. to uh, visiting with him, talking NASCAR and Talladega. Real quick, I want to remind you to uh, join HTT. That's Join High Tide Traditions. Go to joinhtt.com and have a chance to be a part of High Tide Traditions, the collective for the University of Alabama, and a chance for you to participate and be a part of all that they're doing as far as continuing to build the base and uh, things for the student-athletes on campus, not just football and basketball we've seen with a lot of schools, but for all sports uh, on the campus, as well as uh, the women's sports, the Olympic sports, all types of things. So join HTT.com. That's join HTT, High Tide Traditions, your way of a subscription each month to be a part of the Alabama Collective. All right, Matt, we got Chris up. Chris Buescher is the driver of the number 17 Fast and All Ford Mustang for Ralph Fenway Keselowski. Gave them a huge win yeah, at Bristol just a couple of weeks ago. And just to hear that name associated with Victory Lane and the storied history of that team with the addition of Brad Keselowski, I think warmed the hearts of a lot of folks in NASCAR. Chris, uh, we're going to like triple team you here. I got myself, uh, who, I, by the way, I'm one of the announcers mm-hmm. at Talladega, uh, Tony Curry. Lars Anderson, who was on the beat for Sports Illustrated for, I don't know, 15 years. And then Jay Barker, former Alabama quarterback. So, with all that being said, I'm wasting time. How are you today? <laughs> awesome. Well, good to talk to all of you. We're doing great so far. A um, little bit of time left in the day to get busier yet, but uh, all for good reasons, right? So, that was a, 
a huge win for everybody at RFK, and uh, it was definitely special to me coming at a track that I've loved since since I was a kid and have always always said to be my favorite track. Um, it, it's just a big moment for us. Glad to get fast and all into victory lane. Uh, they have not been to victory lane in a cup race, even though they've been uh, a primary sponsor here for over 10 years with, uh, with drivers like Carl Edwards with them. So um, that was that was special to me as well. Uh, Chris, let's go back to Texas, and then we'll move to Talladega. But I've never watched a race where I was really more on the edge of my seat. Were you, for those that don't know, they were having some really, really bad tire issues. And at some point, stickers would only last 30 laps. Uh, were you more anxious in that race than perhaps you've been in others? Um, I would love to say yes, but <laughs> but actually, no. Um <laughs> You know, it's something that we've kind of dealt with through the year at certain places, and um, you kind of just uh, just just live with it. We've had uh, had races where you've seen issues around you, and, and you just keep keep digging, drive through it. Uh, we've had um, had weeks where we've shown up and said, "Okay, we were really conservative, so we shouldn't shouldn't have to worry about this." And then we've we've made it five laps into practice, so we've been a little bit all over the map here. Um, you know, it's definitely uh, you know. It's muddied up the waters in what should be talking about um, some some good playoff action and, and racing through the end of our season. And unfortunately, this has uh, kind of consumed uh, the, the headlines, right? And it's something that I mean, it's going to. It's been a huge part of it. So definitely, from from inside the car, we went at full race, felt good about it, and uh, and thought we were going to be able to survive. And um, just had one that that took off on us right there in the closing laps when we gotten uh, a little closer to the front and felt like we were in a good spot. Super grateful to have uh, Chris Buescher join us here, driving the 17 fast and all forward uh, for Roush Fenway's Keselowski uh, racing and, of course, getting ready for the Talladega Super Speedway. Let me ask you something, uh, Chris, and I think it's a question that, that's very interesting because we get different answers every time we ask, but philosophically, where do you like to run when you're at a Super Speedway like Talladega? Do you like to be out front? Uh, knowing that you get knocked off from behind, do you like to be in the middle of the pack, knowing that in the middle of the pack at any point in time in one lap you can go from 14th to 1st, or do you like to ride in the back, or is it a situational situation based on what's going on during the race itself? That's a good question that um, there's no right answer to. Um, I personally would like to be up in the front. I think statistically speaking, it is uh, it is the safest place uh, unless you start adding in to uh, you know, maybe the last six or eight spots on the racetrack, which realistically is not something you can ride around all day and, uh, and be in contention to win at the end unless everything goes wrong up front. So I'd prefer to be up front. Um, by the numbers, that middle of the pack is just, you're just asking for it. Uh, something's going to happen at that, at that area. And, and whether it was your fault or not, the probability of being involved in it is so much higher that we really try and stay away from that area. So, uh, you want to be up front. You want to try and control it. You know, the chances of getting knocked out of the way up there are, are definitely high as well. And, um, you know, you just got to live with that. But the fact that you can be up there and, and have speed and be in contention for that win the whole time, that means more to me than uh, than trying to, to save it for the end and trying just to show up out of nowhere. Because I always, I always felt like when you do that and, and just try and survive all day and, and come down to the end and then start trying to race hard, no one's seen you all day, and so trying to find some some reliable drafting help is really difficult because they just 
they don't know if you're capable or not because they haven't been able to run with you all day. Chris, could you uh, tell our listeners just a, a little bit about your backstory, how you got into racing, and when you were younger, who was a uh, racer that you really admired and that you've kind of patterned even your style now after? Yeah, I mean, it's um, I'll try and shrink it as much as possible, but I grew up um, on motorcycles originally, ran motocross. Uh, Jeremy McGrath was uh, was my hero back then when I was racing, and uh, that one didn't last a whole lot, a whole lot of time. Uh, I got um, uh, I, I got run over when I was pretty young, and my mom was not real thrilled with that. So <laughs> we went to uh, four tires and uh, roll cages and uh, seat belts, and um, went band oil racing and legends car racing out in Texas. Ran uh, the fifth mile out out behind that speedway. Started traveling wedges car racing when I was 13, and um, really at that time decided, hey, this is this is fun, but I want it to be a career, not a hobby. And, uh, and it was time to really buckle down, put in the effort. So uh, once we got to summer vacation, we started traveling out to the East Coast, the Charlotte area, racing uh, about 40 to 60 races over three month period during the summer, staying really busy, trying to uh, get all the exposure we could, and from there uh, was able to make some friends and win enough races to get noticed to be able to work or uh, work my way into the driver development program here at RFK at about 16 years old. So uh, a lot of help from David Reagan and, and his family, Ken Reagan. Um, you know, they really helped me get in the door here at Roush with, with Jack and Robbie Reiser was a, a huge help. Uh, when Arca racing uh, through the development program with a, a race team out of uh, Midlothian, Illinois, uh, the Rua Brothers race team. Uh, we went up there and ran for four four years and a part-time fifth, won a championship and won a bunch of races up there, and finally got the call to, uh, to go expand racing here at Roush. So uh, that is the highly expedited version of it, but um, but it's been a wild ride. It's been great. I've uh, made some great friends along the way and getting to uh, to make a living doing what I, I've always wanted to do as as a kid for fun. Uh, as soon as I got out of school, just wanted to go get on something with uh, – with wheels and a motor, that was fast, and now we get to uh, say that's the that's the job too. I'm glad you brought up the Reagan name. I don't know if you have, you have to do a pretty deep dive to understand how important those people have been to NASCAR. Okay, there's my plug for the Reagans. How is it to to drive for Brad Keselowski? He said openly after the race at Bristol, he's glad the team won, but he he would have probably taken you out <laughs> if he had the chance. Is is he a good boss? <laughs> Uh, I would expect none the, nothing less. Um, well, I'd hope he not take out, but but maybe race hard, push and shove a little bit. Um, I, I definitely am really appreciative that Brad was able to come to Victory Lane immediately after him uh, blowing a tire, leading, knowing how much that hurt uh, and how much heartache that that gives you. He was immediately over there in Victory Lane, congratulating all of us, and uh, to be able to get that win for RFK. For Brad as a, a, a part owner of the team as well, I mean that was special in its own way. But I definitely understand where he is, uh, where his head was at at that moment. That uh, that that hurt, and um, definitely a, a tough part of being on both sides of it. Um, you know, I was glad that we were uh, able to to pull it off once he did have his issue. That we were able to at least take that spot, and another team did not get it. And I was proud of everybody's efforts to make sure that happened. So. It's been a great time. Brad is a really sharp individual. He's really down into the details of everything and does a nice job to make sure that 
we have what we need and, and continue to build on what we need to be able to keep winning races and to be competing for championships. Chris, great to talk to you, my man. Uh, good luck this weekend, and thanks for spending time with us. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it very much. Looking forward to getting out there and uh, and having some really good racing yet again. Hopefully, we'll get uh, we'll be that non-playoff driver to uh, spoil it one more time. We'll make it five in a row of non-playoff messing up this field. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you, my man. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Right, thank you. Chris was born two months before we won the national championship. Puts it in perspective for me. <laughs> wow. How about that? Um, Crazy. Yeah. Just just a, a quick note. Um, he comes over and does some driver interviews in a particular area that I am called the uh, the Talladega Garage Experience, where Big Bills is. He is one of the nicest, genuine. You can tell he cares. He stays extra if he wants to sign, can sign more autographs. Um, if you're looking for somebody to pull for this weekend, uh, you can't really go wrong with him. Do they ever make you change tires or oil when you're there? <laughs> Not if they want to win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Chris Busher. Uh, I can't uh, change my and, uh, own. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, the express oil change does a good job for me. All right, so we'll be back uh, live from ABX. More on Alabama and Arkansas. Thanks to Chris again for joining us for a big uh, weekend coming up this weekend at NASCAR at Talladega. Stay with us. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. The Tuscaloosa Toyota Classic, presented by Pepsi, is a professional women's golf tournament and LPGA qualifier on the Epsi. Tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days. Highs between 75 and 78. Friday, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. As we continue, hour number one, and again, our thanks to Chris uh, Chris Bush, Busher and joining us uh, and from uh, talking NASCAR Talladega coming up this weekend, and uh, he's looking to make a splash as well coming up uh, for the race. Um, Tony, you wanted to get into uh, the asteroid and uh, hitting Demorphus. Now, did you see it? Did you, did you see it last night? I, I, I'm 56 years old, and, and I'm watching History Channel and show about Nazis and all kinds of weird stuff. Is what I'm watching Dateline. All of a sudden, I've discovered Dateline. You know, and, I've been watching. And, it, and yeah. so, I so when the International Space Station flew over uh, the state of Alabama, I guess about three years ago, I thought it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I've Something flying 17,000 miles. It was a clear night. You could see the the blinking light. I thought it was crazy. So <clears throat> I stumbled up upon uh, Disney Channel last night, and I'm 30 seconds out. And first of all, if you're a conspiracy theorist, it looked like someone was holding up a rock. <laughs> Did you see it? It oh, looked yeah, like I someone watched. was holding up a rock in a dark room and trying to hold it still. It looked like a really bad 1967 sci-fi I, movie. It was in kind of it was in black and white. <laughs> it was, and there were yeah. shadows on the on the asteroid. I, I think I saw yeah. a toy airplane fly behind <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, it was like and it but it was real and they showed this impact and you know, we just got together a, a group of scientists in this world and figured out how to, for the most part, beat 
COVID, something that we had never seen before, which is amazing. If we got all the same people together to, to beat cancer, I bet you we could find a cure for it. And so for the, the moon is 238,000 miles away, okay? This asteroid, Dimorphos, is 7 million miles away. It is roughly half the size of a Carnival cruise ship, and we hit it with a satellite. I think that is just crazy at 14,000 miles an hour. I think that's the most amazing thing I have ever seen on television. I just, uh, it's just crazy what, what, what the human brain is, is capable of doing. And, of course, they were trying to knock it off its orbit. It's roughly, uh, what, about 11 hours and 55 minutes around. Uh, I forget the name of the other asteroid. It's its brother asteroid that, that it orbits around. And if, yeah. and if it changes, and it's say it's 12 hours or, or, or under 11.55, they realize that they have moved it off its orbit a little bit. And if, in fact, they can do that with something the size of a satellite, which is slightly bigger than a bus, that we could actually save the Earth if, in fact, an asteroid is headed this way. I just thought it was amazing stuff. I, I, don't, I, I was geeked out about it, man. I'm not a big science kid. I did have a science kit, but I was making things I wasn't supposed to. Um, but I, I just think it was amazing stuff. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but I think it's, it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen on television, not only because it was historical, but because it looked so bad. <laughs> it was as accurate as well, a Jay Barker pass. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was unbelievable. It well, was Matt, okay, Matt, you, you're, you're the expert here. Because you're the the son of the rocket scientist. But, yeah, my father, for those that don't know, was in uh, worked with NASA and Huntsville for 35 years. But what happened is really incredible, and Tony's right. I mean, this is this is like saving mankind sort of stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> because this simply was a test run to see if we could do it if there is an asteroid hurtling right directly at Earth, right? And so this was a uh, it was basically a car-sized spacecraft, and it made impact with its target. And it's still, uh, because it was so far away, it's going to take some time to, you know, get all the data and analyze everything. But it certainly looked like it was a direct hit. And this could, and I know this is the stuff of, like, science fiction, Star Trek, whatever. But, um, hey, somewhere down the road, uh, way down the road, we could look back on what transpired last night and say that was the beginning of what saved humans. Too much? Saved the earth. <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Uh, you know, I embraced my, my time in Huntsville, and what my father accomplished was just absolutely amazing because uh, he was there in the 60s when they were really trying wow. to get man on the moon. And yeah. it was it was a different experience virtually every day when my dad would come home. He wouldn't talk about it a lot, talk about it a little bit. But uh, I, I think the, the deal is because uh, we were going to take out an asteroid, I think a lot of Americans had this Star Wars vision. Mm -hmm. But all they were doing is literally bumping it, you know, Barely, yeah. bumping it. And it does not take, I mean, you're in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. You're in outer space. It doesn't take much at all to bump something off its orbit. And, I mean, the impact I saw looked like it could have done that. Did you we'll see know. it from the ground where they you saw the dust fly when it actually hit the asteroid? It's I never saw that view. There, there, there is a, a, a sound wave or a, a wave yeah. that goes outside the the assembly. I'm still trying to figure out why we have asteroids in the hemisphere and hemorrhoids on our... Well, never mind. <laughs> uh, but it's... Uh, <laughs> That line was so good, you just put oh, it on Twitter. Believe it or not. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> I just think it's amazing, and I think as sports journalists and sportscasters and people that are into football and things that fly through the air, I just think it's super important that we realize what we have just seen because it is just, I mean, this to me would have been almost as important as putting a man on the moon.
for me, at least in my generation. I just think it's amazing. I think it's really cool. And the wow. P- the geeks, Bill Nye was in there. Oh, and they were <laughs> the, high-fiving the, and missing yeah. their high-fives and I everything? Mean, Not really. I would but. never want to have dinner with one of these people. They look like the mm-hmm. most boring people you could ever find to face the earth. But they were so thrilled to see them crying and stuff. That yeah. The fact they hit an asteroid was just it was amazing. And good for them, the, the dark crew. I thought it was amazing. Well, it was great. What if uh, they had missed? I'm glad y'all did. Um, so you saw a paper I hope a lot of other Americans will watch. <laughs> really? I'm, seriously? I mean, it, that's pretty... <laughs> If, when you see what human, what mankind is capable of doing, mankind and womankind is, is capable of doing, I see something like that. I'm like, really? We can't figure out how to cure cancer? We, we, we can't figure out we got it. how to get water more, more from the east side of the country to the west side of the country? Uh, yeah. Well, just, if we could put man on the moon, remember that Jerry Seinfeld bit? Yeah. If we'd never put man on the moon, there'd be no comparison and we'd live a, a lot easier. I heard, a, I heard a conspiracy today. They're talking about what would happen if we dropped a nuclear bomb in the middle of a hurricane while it was still out in the ocean, would it change things? They're like, we don't want to mess with Mother Nature. It's kind of a gamble, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, because we need hurricanes, believe it or not. It's all part of, well, first of all, God's plan, but it's part of our Earth plan, too. We need to have these storms in order to navigate our uh, climate control and everything else. But it just I thought it was just amazing. It's crazy. I'm glad to know that you guys will watch it. Thank you. It's interesting that, that uh, one of the scientists used this uh, uh, analogy. He said, we describe it as running a golf cart into a great pyramid. So you, you guys are right. It, it's it's not like the, uh, the, the idea was to blow this asteroid up. They're just trying to nudge it. Right, just nudge it so it goes on a exactly. different track, and again, it was uh, simply a uh, a test, uh, and and they 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 picked this particular asteroid because it wouldn't threaten Earth. Uh, it was no threat to Earth, no matter what. Um, but uh, I, I find this story just absolutely fascinating, and um, yeah, I mean that that uh, that, that car sized uh, spacecraft. It was yeah going at fourteen thousand miles an hour, and and basically it just uh, it just sort of yeah nudged it, and um, pretty pretty interesting stuff, Matt. And uh, Matt, I, I, tell us the math into that. Like, yeah, how do you yeah. come up with a math on how to get to uh, to hit a thing going fourteen thousand miles per hour? I uh, I need a T square. I need an, an abacus. abacus. <laughs> yeah, get the abacus I out. I need an abacus, and I can, I can figure it out. Did anyone think for a brief moment, why are we screwing with this? I mean, we've been told that, that nothing's going to come close to the Earth for another million years. Why do we want to? This and they just didn't tell us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they just weren't informing I mean, us. We need to, we need to go <laughs> interview a dinosaur <laughs> on this issue. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like poking that dog across the street that's never bothered you, but you're afraid it's going to bother right. you. But it's yeah. never done it. It always just licks your face. You're thinking to yourself, "Why do I want to poke this thing with a stick?" Just wondering if maybe I've thrown some things off a little bit. I thought about that. It comes back bigger, Whoa, and stronger, faster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I you you know the the number of uh, scientists and engineers that uh, contributed to this effort uh, just it's amazing and yep. uh, and it was and wild. How long did successful. it take for it to hit it? Uh, you know, it's a great question. I don't know. No, how long? You mean? I how mean, long? how long since it's left? I think it was three. I think it was three, three years. Three and a half years. Yeah, three three and a half years. Yeah. Uh, but the that fact that they were counting right. down from 60 seconds. How can you get it that precise? 
It was, and again, I mean, looking at exactly. it, it looked like some kid was holding. It looked like a piece of gravel. It looked that you, like, you, your you described it perfectly when you said it looked like a 50s sci-fi movie. <laughs> it did. Because it truly did. Yeah. And then it was rather, let's be honest, it was rather uneventful when it hit it. Yeah, it just Kind of like the yeah. lights went off. Yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. But then the high fives went on. I think I saw Bruce Willis on it. <laughs> he was hanging out with and, and Ed Harris, <laughs> my favorite character. Ed Harris, so underrated. Is this, uh, Matt, is this technology from Ronald Reagan's uh, Star Wars? <laughs> that, that, that's uh, good to me. It could be. That's why I was asking when they launched it. I didn't realize it was three years ago. I was thinking maybe it was necessarily we could knock down a nuclear. But uh, I don't know if that's going to be the case. <laughs> to take three years. Still great stuff. Hey, uh, Christian Miller, who's uh, acting as the uh, sideline reporter for the Crimson Tide Sports Network, is going to join us at the top of the hour, guys. All right. Look forward to it. Christian Miller, former outside linebacker, Alabama NFL, and as Matt said now, on the sidelines. Well, join us next. Stay with us. We're coming back for hour number two. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces of all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over, and man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family, do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. 
800-242-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. and You'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9, and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992. Winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. Voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history. 35-2-1. Member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome back in. Hour number two here on the Jay Barker Show with Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, and uh, on Tuesdays and uh, really a couple of days a week, uh, Tony Curry, the Tony Curry Radio Network. Always great to have him on. We're efforting uh, Christian Miller. We'll get him up here in just one second. Jonathan, you guys let me know when uh, Christian is ready to go. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. It is the bowling of this generation. You'll absolutely love it. The food, the drinks, the fun at Top Golf of Birmingham. Great place to tailgate as well for those UAB matchups there at protective or any event at protective stadium or just head down there for a charitable events corporate events or just have a good time again with family friends and co-workers you'll love top golf of birmingham driven by sunny king ford on the sunny side of the street up in oxford anderson go see tony russell and all the great folks there as sunny king ford all right as we await christian miller joining us outside linebacker for the crimson tide played in nfl as well and also now a sideline reporter for ctsn the crimson tide sports network doing a terrific job with that and, and and matt you've had a chance to be around uh with him as well for the pregame show uh each week uh really been a great addition to that as well oh and it's been so much fun in dc from the uh, steve shannon dc show over there the bear in tuscaloosa you know you, you throw three guys together that really don't know each other never met each other into a radio room and let it go you really don't ever know what you're gonna get yeah um but, man, uh, chemistry's there. The information is there. It's a very, very entertaining show. Of course, we'll be in studio this week because um, uh, we're not going to take everybody to Arkansas, although, uh, you know, I can find this place to stay, a place to eat, because, you know, I'm a Fayetteville native. But uh, <laughs> you there, it, Christian does an outstanding left? job. Uh, four or five, something like that. Oh, you I, I, have brief, I have brief memories. You know, I have brief <laughs> memories from there. Um, mainly like when it snowed, weather events. Yeah. They used to have thunderstorms up there. It's still the only place in the country we can still drive through and see antennas on rooftops. I, I mean that in a nice way. I'm not saying that it's backwards or anything. But the last time I drove through, I was coming back through, from Branson, and I drove through Arkansas. It's yeah. beautiful, beautiful oh, country. Those are. Um, and, and I remember my son said, what is that? I said, that's an antenna. And he's like, for what? And I said, for the TV. I said, that's the remote. <laughs> and he goes, what? And I said, yeah, it's like get up and put it on southeast Channel 4, yeah. and that's what the remote was. That would be it's us. K-A-R-K. Ex- exactly. But, I mean, you got antennas that are like 60, 70 feet tall off these houses in the mountains. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, but, Arkansas yeah. is home to the only blank mine in the United States of America. Blank mine. Mine. It's like, a, you know, not a coal mine, but something like Uh, Diamond mine. Very good. I, I, know, I know that because I heard some cat. Found like a four yeah. or five carat diamond in some dude's backyard last week or something, right? Yeah, what? <laughs> last week, <laughs> right? They actually have an area that they you're allowed to go out there yeah, with you a five foot bucket. The five, guy, the guy got like bucket. a sixth diamond. He's like gotten over a hundred thousand oh. dollars with it. And I'm thinking to myself, it's like twenty five bucks to go out there for like you know all day. And I'm thinking this guy's taking like engagement rings and stuff, and dropping <laughs> things in the sand so people go out there and continue to pay, right? What do you? What do you? What is the, this stuff called? Zubik the, the, the wife is Just like, go drop that stuff everywhere. The wife's like, when I got this engagement ring, it had nine diamonds in it. Now I have two. What the heck's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I think Christian Miller is going to take us away from this. 
Yeah, he is. Christian is up. Christian, great to have you on and uh, also to uh, d- deflect our, our conversation right now. Thank you for that. Um, Christian Miller joining us, a former outside linebacker for the Crimson Tide NFL and uh, now sideline reporter for CTSN. Christian, great to have you on again. Appreciate it, Jay. Glad to be here. So uh, just give us your take from last week, just what you saw, 55-3 to win over Vanderbilt and uh, getting ready to travel on the road, which the road has been tough for this team over the last couple of years in times, especially at Texas early in the year. But what did you see this past weekend? Yeah, Jay, I, I saw a lot of good things. They showed improvement overall as a team, um, offense and defense. I thought the offensive line played a lot more physical. Um, they opened up the run game a lot better. It looked like they responded to the challenge. I, I saw them. From the sideline, there was a lot of plays where, you know, they were kind of, you know, really blocking through the whistle. So I think they made a point of emphasis with that. Defense obviously shined again. Special teams look good. You know, besides two little hiccups with the, the fumbles on punt return, which that, those can be cleaned up. But, again, you're just seeing explosive plays on special teams, which is, which is really good to see. Kind of reminded me of, you know, 2016 when we were, you know, really, really effective on special teams, especially in the punt return. Um, but overall, you know, just a a very solid game. Um, I'm really seeing a lot of depth at uh, multiple positions, whether it's you know, the D-line definitely has a lot of good depth. Linebackers, um, very good depth as well, inside and outside. And then uh, even just, you know, the receivers stepped up, which was big time as well. So, honestly, there's a, really, a, a lot of good things that I've seen so far. And, and as long as they keep building and improving, I think this team um, can be a good one. Christian, this is uh, another trip into a hostile environment uh, in, in Fayetteville. How important is it that Alabama has already gone through this once before, uh, especially for the younger players, going into Austin and, and really being in a dogfight and then coming out victorious in the fourth quarter? How important is that experience going to be heading into Fayetteville on Saturday? I think that's a great point. I think the Texas game um, is definitely going to benefit them going into this one because this is not going to be an easy challenge. I mean, this is going to be a big challenge. It's not going to be easy. Um, you know, going into play a, a really solid Arkansas team at Arkansas when they've been having some success this year, I think the fans are excited. I know they, you know, had a little pickup last week against A&M, but it really, you know, was, you know, they beat themselves in that game, but, um, it's important that when you go on these road games against these solid SEC teams that you, you come prepared to play and that you're ready to um, face a big challenge. You know, Arkansas is a, a good environment. I remember uh, when I went there and played, you know, it was tough. Uh, I think my senior year is actually a, a pretty close game. And, you know, one thing about Arkansas, we always say this as players, man, they're always a big physical team. You know, you can't let the record fool you. You know, Arkansas, just for whatever reason, however they recruit, they always recruit big physical, uh, big physical guys and, um, you just have to expect a physical game from them. And from what I've seen from them, you know, they, they're doing a really good job running the football. I think their running back is leading the SEC right now, rushing yards, and they have a big mobile quarterback that you have to be um, aware of. And um, they have some good skill guys, and not to mention their defense. I think they might be leading the SEC in sacks, especially uh, with Drew Sanders, who transferred out from here, who looks really good. So it's going to be a big challenge. But like you mentioned, I think the Texas game is definitely going to give them um, some confidence going in here, knowing that you know they're, they're ready for that challenge. Christian Miller is our guest. He's host on the Tide Tailgate Show show on Tide and the Bear, and also with the Crimson Tide uh, Sports Network. Hey, continue on, Drew Sanders. Uh, what makes his motor run? And also, is it any big deal at all 
that he was at Alabama? Will there be some chippiness between them or some friendly, you know, byplay? Well, um, with him personally, uh, if I remember correctly, I think him and Will Anderson were actually like roommates their freshman year. Because um, I used to be up here working out, and they always were really tight their freshman year. Um, they used to do a lot of stuff off the field together, so they're really close. Um, and they actually, uh, they're, they're kind of similar, you know, their, their demeanors and whatnot. You know, they're real nice and soft-spoken kind of off the field. And on the field, you know, they play like maniacs. So it's kind of funny. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if they'll necessarily be chippiness. I know, you know, him playing Alabama, he probably is definitely going to want to play his best game. Um, but I think at the end of the day, they're all, they're all you know, close and have good relationships. But him as a player, um, watching him, he's, he's honestly a special player. I mean, this guy lines up the inside linebacker on first and second downs, and then they slide him down to rush on third downs. And he's very effective at both. I mean, this guy's leading the country. I'm pretty sure he still leads the country in sacks. Definitely leads the SEC in sacks right now. Um, I think it's six or so through, I think, four games, which is, you know, that's those are big numbers. And again, this guy isn't even on the edge the whole time. He's playing a sack back linebacker position, which he's really good at. So um, he's definitely a very good player, very versatile player. Um, he's definitely setting himself up to, to be a top draft pick if he keeps playing this way. Because, I mean, in today's uh, day and age, I mean, the more you can do, the better, especially with so many diff- different defensive schemes people run nowadays. I mean, this guy... You can plug and play in pretty much any scheme. He's going to be effective. So he's a very good player. I hate that he's not with Alabama anymore, but I'm happy to see that um, he's having success. Christian Miller joins us here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. Of course, from CTSN, getting ready for Alabama at Arkansas this weekend. Bama favored by 17. I, I always uh, try to find an edge uh, psychologically whenever I'm looking at football teams, and I realize ultimately it's X's and O's and matchups. But this is going to be the last time that Arkansas is playing at home until November 5th. Does that play into the psyche of not only Arkansas and their football players, but also their fan base, knowing they're not going to see their team for another five weeks at home? Um, it may. Um, I know playing at home, obviously, is always nice. You know, this kind of has – you always have that, obviously, home field advantage, but there's always a spirit about playing at home as a football team that just feels nice, you know, just having the whole town or city around you and um, everything just, just kind of just feels like it's going your way. But um, – I think, you know, definitely will be a challenge for them going and having that many road games um, back-to-back. Um, you know, it's never easy playing on the road, let alone in the SEC, um, not only because the players are just, you know, that much better, but the road environments in the SEC, are, they're always tough, whether you go to, you know, Baton Rouge, whether you're in Knoxville, um, College Station, you know, all, all these places are hard to play at. So, you know, having a schedule like that is definitely going to be tough. So, I'd imagine they definitely want to go into this game uh, with it being the last home game for a while against, you know, arguably the best team in the country in Alabama. Um, I'd imagine they, they really want to go and, and put a good showing out there. And they're, they're probably going to try to do everything they can to, to, to be successful. And um, I think Alabama has to be ready for that challenge. Visiting with Christian Miller, uh, part of Alabama NFL, and now with CTSN doing the sideline reporting for the Crimson Tide Sports Network. K.J. Jefferson, uh, Matt asked me earlier about how do you defend him. I'll ask a defender. Uh, when you look at a quarterback that's really improved in the last couple of years, what would you do to a guy like K.J. Jefferson? Well, luckily we have a really good defensive line and especially, you know, really good edge guys. Um, you know, edge guys are very important against playing these type of quarterbacks. Um, normally they're the guys responsible for handling the quarterback um, in these zone read, in these zone read uh, schemes and whatnot. Um, 
And also, obviously, when, you know, he drops back to pass and if he's looking to scramble, you know, you have to have really good defensive line play to contain the quarterback and collapse the pocket and make sure you're, you're very disciplined. But the, the thing about this guy is he actually also has a really good arm. Um, so you have to be conscious of that. Um, but one thing I'll, I'll mention is, you know, as a defensive end, when you play big quarterbacks, you have to be really keen on getting these guys to the ground. I mean, you, you can get back back there and, and think you have a sack, but sometimes these big quarterbacks, man, it's tough to get them down and they can extend plays and shrug you off. So it's just going to be really important for all the guys to just, you know, make sure they're playing physical and, and, and really, you know, following through with their tackles because, you know, this guy's big enough where he can probably run through some arm tackles. And, um, again, I think it's just really important that they play discipline and they're not running up the field, rushing past the quarterback. they got to collapse the pocket and, um, you know, just make sure they contain him and do a good job of that. That way, you know, you can try to stop him. But um, I think that, like I said, I, I think Alabama has uh, all the weapons they need on defense to, to handle a quarterback like this. It's just obviously going to be more of a challenge versus if you were just playing a regular pocket pass. Christian, we are uh, about a month into the season. What is your biggest surprise about this Alabama team through uh, its first four games? Um, excuse me. I'm really just kind of surprised that our, our run game hasn't, um, you know, shown up uh, like we've seen in, in past years. Um, and I think it, it definitely will get going. But um, I'm just kind of surprised because, you know, at least from my knowledge, you know, when I think of Alabama, I'm just so used to thinking, you know, downhill running physical teams but and we obviously are getting away with that uh everybody is in college football you know a lot of people are starting to get more to the pass of the offenses and whatnot but um this is probably we haven't seen our run game as effective as it's been um but i, I do think that'll pick up um but other than that i think everything else you know from this team looks solid and i think they're getting better and better as the season goes on and that's what you want to see you just want to see improvements each and every week um, and I think they're doing that, and they're on the right track. They just have to continue to do that. And uh, overall, they're a very, very solid team. You know, on all fronts, defense looks good, special teams looks good, and offense is, is coming along now after you know a little bit of a slow start uh, start this season. But I think overall, they're just going to continue to progress and uh, end up being a very solid team. Kristen, as always, great stuff. Thank you, my man. Have a great call. This yes, weekend. sir. Thank, thank you all very much. All right, Christian Miller joining Thanks, us Christian. again, former outside linebacker, and uh, now uh, with the part of the CTSN and a part with Matt Coulter and DC for the pregame show, the Tide Tailgate Show that you can hear all across the uh, the networks there from the Tide uh, Network uh, there in Tuscaloosa on Town Square Media. All right, so we'll continue hour number two. Stay with us. More to come. Tony Curry Radio Network in the house. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, I'm Jay Parker. We'll be back live from ABX. Live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Colorectal cancer doesn't stop for COVID-19. Hello, I'm Dr. Cecilia Brewington. If you are age 45 or older, it's time to return to care. 51. Tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days. Highs between 75 and 78. Friday, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. football, but it's also been pretty big for high school football now. Uh, T.A. Cunningham, a top college 
football prospect had been withheld from playing for weeks following a cross-country transfer has been ruled eligible now by the California Interscholastic Federation Southern Section. They announced it yesterday. Cunningham moved to California from Georgia in the summer but waited weeks to have his transfer approved by the Southern Section. Four games in the season as high school Los Amitos was informed that Cunningham was deemed ineligible. Two weeks later, the section reversed his decision, said they conducted a thorough review of elements in this case and all relevant S or CIF bylaws that apply. As we do with all transfer applications that are submitted to the office, we followed our required processes, timelines, and completing this review. Upon doing so, and after receiving new information to clarify issues related to the initial denial, we made the determination that the student was eligible to play at Los Alamos uh, High School as of Monday. It is unclear what the new information became available, and the section said it would not comment further about the process. Now, uh, they had sought an injunction for immediate eligibility of the Superior Court two weeks ago. It was denied. Uh, they said they were ecstatic to see the T.A. Cunningham takes the field this week as a griffin and appreciative of the thorough process conducted by CIF. Uh, Cunningham's moved to California set in motion after representatives from Levels Sports Group, a would-be sports and marketing company, sold the Cunningham family on the idea that they would be able to secure him marketing opportunities if he was playing in California, where it is legal for high school athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness, NIL. The Level uh, teams uh, promised that the Cunningham family would have a home, transportation, and meals in California. According to the injunction filed on Cunningham's behalf, a promise was even made that Level's team would provide a separate home in Georgia for Cunningham's mother. So when Cunningham moved to California, he and his younger brother stayed at a home of the Level's co-founder, Chris Flores, who was later arrested on August the 8th on multiple counts of sexual assault of a minor. Flores was known in high school football circles as Coach Frog. So in the wake of the arrest, the company stopped communicating with Cunningham, later agreed to terminate the contract for the marketing agreement. Cunningham, a defensive end, one of the top-ranked players in California, Class 2024, number 33 overall prospect in ESPN's 300. Are we going to see... More of this type of activity, kids moving to states. There's 14 now, I think, that allow NIL deals in high school in order to profit from their name, image, and likeness during their high school days. Lars, I get your thoughts on this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, just yesterday, I, yesterday afternoon, bumped into our buddy Jim Cavell at Influencer, who is uh, at the cutting edge of, of NIL and helping athletes and told him uh lincoln my seven-year-old was having baseball practice and uh told jim like uh hey this is your guy <laughs> moving forward he's seven <laughs> and if if jim could find a great nil deal for lincoln at age 10 hey we're moving uh i'm all i'm all about getting the money uh and and look of course yeah it's gonna take federal legislation i mean we've been saying this for a long time uh to uh level the playing field not only among uh college teams but also high school so absolutely i i I see this trend continuing tony uh until um our man tommy tuberville the greatest senator in the united states senate Tongue in cheek, (laughs) tongue very much in cheek, uh, until Tommy Tuberville and uh, Joe Manchin figure out uh, craft a bill that will be put to uh, take to the Senate floor and then see if you can get approved in the House and see if you can get the president to sign it. I'm sure that can all be done in about 10 minutes. But, uh, yeah, I I think um, I I, I definitely, Tony, I think this is a this is this is the future. The future has arrived. Now, uh, this goes into my bucket with marijuana, scooters, and vaping. Uh, we're a very opportunistic 
society, and we will push the envelope as hard as we can, find loopholes to get what we can do to generate revenue and winning for our football teams, regardless of what level it is, until someone tells us we can't do it anymore. And then at least it's out there on the table that'll discuss it, and somehow it's going to have to come out. There's going to be fallout from all this. But we knew we, we saw this coming, and, and I, I got I got to give Mark Ingram, who of course is the athletic director for the UAB Blazers. A lot of credit here because a lot of people went into the whole NIL situation, certainly from a collegiate level, that, hey, listen, only the best guys in college football are going to be getting these deals. Well, now we got Texas Tech giving $25,000 scholarships to every scholarship player next year on their football team. It's gotten out of control. It's the wild, wild west. And, again, uh, it's legal right now. You do whatever you want. But eventually something's going to have to be um, – Something's got to be tightened down a little bit. Right now, we're shaking the birdcage, and, and the birds are flying haphazardly, but uh, they're, they're going to be okay. Well, it, it, it has to be looked into deeply here now that it's sunk all the way. Sunk, not being too negative, just an actual, a descriptive word, yep. into the high school level. Mm-hmm. But I, I do want <clears throat> to make this point. It's not all that unusual for a high school athlete to move cross-country and play somewhere else. IMG is a perfect example. Yeah. You're just not carrying a bunch of money with you. You're not being offered a bunch of money on the other end, like they have allowed in California. And I think we are really treading on thin ice when we get down below the NILs and they're being compensated for simply just coming to a different state. Um, They've got to do something about that, in my humble opinion. Now, speaking of NIL, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but, you know, on three does those NIL valuations, Mm -hmm. which at first I was going, how do you get this? They actually have a formula, and, and I have respect for it. And so far, they've been somewhat accurate. Yep. Will Anderson, because of last week's game against Vanderbilt, his valuation went up $286,000 mm-hmm. in one week. That's about right. And then Derek Hall, uh, the edge rusher at Auburn, his value went up, even in that debacle against Missouri, $257,000. It's not surprising that it's gone up, but it's surprising to me, Jay, that it's gone up in one single week based on, I guess, an outstanding performance as as, as viewed by the people that, uh, you know, have the NIL deals. Yeah, and, and, and I tell you, it's, it's amazing, uh, the numbers. And they're only going to get bigger. I mean, a lot of the companies are kind of figuring this out. I mean, a lot of the... Uh, you know, even with the collectives, the amount of money they're going to be able to raise, this is going to be, you know, money that the, these guys will get you know, on uh, top of what they're already getting from their scholarships and uh, things being paid by the university. This will be outside payments uh, to them, as you just brought up, uh, Tony, with Texas Tech with 25000 I think it was when it 50000 that they offered all the office alignment at Texas to come be an office alignment there. Um, so the, the money is going to get uh, even bigger, I think, over the next couple of years, unless there's some type of legislation put in, in, in place that's going to kind of go put some guardrails up around this. My, my biggest fear is the high school. I, I just think you, you, you get to, to where guys are. Because, you know, if you can go to one of the bigger schools in Alabama, if Alabama was to pass it statewide and said, yes, now you can get your NIL, I mean, you're going to have teams that are already stacked, stacked even more because the amount of money in those communities where they can bring kids in. Um, and, and that's where it's going to get really, really interesting and I think kind of sad for uh, um, high school athletics. But uh, And also, too, I mean, I, I just think there needs to be a line drawn in amateurism. I mean, I think it was drawn for, for many years. I think it was healthy uh, for the um, uh, for, for athletics, whether it be collegiate or in high school. Now, you know, look, there is so much money. There's going to be even more in TV money coming. I, I, I get it. I understand why there is a push for this. And, you know, and, and I'll tell you this, a lot of the push is not even – I mean, it's somewhat from the current guys, Lars, but a lot of it's from guys 
from the past, like Ed O'Bannon. And, uh, you know, Josh even brought up a, just great, a great point, the two-a-days that went on and it followed the Hoover uh, athletes around. Uh, MTV made a ton of money off of that show. I'm not sure how much Hoover made or how much Rush Approach made, but the kids didn't make anything. No, they didn't. And, uh, yeah, that was actually a pretty interesting show. Um, did a long story on that in, in the magazine. But, um, you know, as we're talking about NIL, I was just thinking, who was the biggest NIL bust last year? And to me, it's pretty obvious. It's a Clemson quarterback, DJ Uyunglele, something like that. Um, and uh, and it, and it just you know, watching Clemson last week, having to come back in the fourth quarter to get it to overtime against Wake Forest, and then ultimately win fifty-one forty-five. Jay, you've talked about this now for over a year, just about what you've seen with your own eyes, and that is uh, just a general fall-off in talent at Clemson. Are you still seeing that? Because Sam Hartman, the quarterback for Wake Forest, carved up that Clemson defense. Yeah, they still look the same. I mean, I watched them in spring last year, this year, and that's where I kind of get a good gauge of just kind of where the athletes are and, and how deep they are. Uh, athletically, they just don't look uh, the same that I've seen. Uh, you know, what five years ago, ten years ago, when Dabo, um, you know, first taken over and really beginning to build up that program. Uh, not to say they can't, you know, get better and they can't recruit better. And maybe the guys that he's getting, he feels like he can develop them and bring them to that point where they need to be to be able to win. I mean, they're still number what five in the country, so uh, they're still doing doing something right. But you could tell even on Dabo's face, Matt and, and Tony after th- that game, he looked very happy and relieved that they came away with a win. I think uh, my main point here is uh, that Sam Harris is a pretty darn good quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. uh, I think there will be a lot of teams that would be put in a situation like that, maybe not pushing them to overtime. I don't think that they push uh, Georgia to overtime or Alabama even that. But, uh, man, I, you're right, Lars. He carved them up, and I don't think that was as much as Clemson's failure as it was Wake Forest's ability to pass the football. It does not get any easier for the Clemson Tigers this weekend, too, as they're taking on an undefeated NC State squad, too, is also in the top ten. I want to get into some uh, some college football matchups. I know it's only Tuesday, but I can't wait. And something's going to happen in the SEC this Saturday that hasn't happened in 83 years. Well, that would actually exclude me. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Just by 18 years, my friend. You have a little ways to go. You're going to make it, too. I just, I just, when got, you're... On, I just got on Medicare. I'm so happy. <laughs> I love it. All right, so we'll continue. Uh, Tony's got that coming up next and uh, much more. Lars, goodbye to you. I know you're going to be professor in Alabama this afternoon. Uh, have a great afternoon and tell everybody hello. Everybody have a great day, and we'll catch up tomorrow. All right, sounds good. We'll be back. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. 
Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to SiebelsCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O.
A story that uh, broke uh, yesterday, and uh, we didn't have a chance to get into it. Mac Jones, though, suffering and dealing with what doctors have diagnosed a severe high ankle sprain that caused many to have surgery. Sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter, uh, Jones is likely to miss multiple games now, the source said, and he and the Patriots still are discussing his options and the best way to proceed. Uh, he suffered the sprain on Sunday in the 37-26 home loss to Baltimore Ravens, deflected questions on his timetable for recovery when asked about it earlier Monday in a video conference with reporters from the Patriots facility, Jones repeated the words day by day or day by day or day to day uh, nine times. Uh, he said, I'm just going to take it day by day, get my treatment and do what I do. Just see how I feel. He said, if you have any more of those type of questions, talk to coach Bill Belichick. I think he's likes those questions. So uh, that's coming from Mac Jones who may miss multiple games, but I um, wanted to highlight that Tony you had some matchups you wanted to talk about in college football. Yeah, and for the first time in 83 years, this is happening in the SEC. Can I guess? A, yeah, absolutely. I want to guess here. Sure. Uh, Kentucky and Ole Miss are both playing undefeated at 4-0. You're really close. It's the first time since 1939 that both Tennessee and uh, Kentucky are 4-0 playing in the SEC. It is the first time since 1965 that both teams are in the top 10 uh, uh-huh. playing on the same weekend, which is pretty amazing. And that brings us to uh, some matchups. And, Jay, you know, we were on the show from the TBRS, the Tatton Brown Raman Syndrome a golf tournament this past Friday, and uh, we nailed it, man. We were talking about Wake Forest is going to keep it close. They did. They almost won. James Madison came back against App State. They got it done uh, as far as in the spread goes. And Maryland was going to give Michigan all they wanted. They did that as well. So we're going to give you a couple other interesting games. I think the uh, the Washington-UCLA game, this, it's a separation weekend is what it is. You can call it separation weekend. We have a ton of 4-0 teams. Washington-UCLA is really interesting. Washington, about a field goal uh, favorite there. Uh, we do have that kentucky old Miss matchup right off the top of your heads. Old Miss 6.5. What do you guys feel? Is, is is Mark Stoops, is this where he uh, starts to separate himself and we have to take them for real? You can sit there and say, as a top-10 team, they've already done that, but that ain't enough for him. At 4-0, can Kentucky get it done on the road against Lane Kiffin? They're in Oxford. Yeah, you're right. They're uh, they're at the Grove. Uh, this is maybe, in my opinion, the most interesting matchup on the board, mm-hmm. although uh, obviously we'd like um, to yep. see what happens with Alabama and Arkansas. And I go back and forth on it. Um, I, I think that Kiffin has done a masterful job. I don't, I don't, anybody think they'd be 4-0? They may be the quietest 4-0 team in the land right now. Um, and then Kentucky, for some reason, nobody wants to believe in them. Mm-mm. Still, with their history, what Stoops has done over the last three or four years, um, I, let's see, Ole Miss is favored by six and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to step, you want me to make a prediction on Tuesday? Shep, so you can change okay. it. That's, that's the okay, whole idea. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I think right now I might lean towards Kentucky. You? I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I think this is a smelly fish. If you're getting old Miss minus a touchdown or less than a touchdown at home, uh, I think the Michigan-Iowa matchup is really interesting. I think Michigan just, they got, I mean, that was a, a really physical game against Maryland, the Terrapins this past weekend, and Iowa's playing lights-out defense. Their defense is horribly good, so good that it's hard to watch their football games. You get six, three games, they're giving up ten and a half. Uh, the A&M-Mississippi State game, um, and we may have to reach out to Mike Leach again this week. I still don't know what to make, Jay, of, of, of A&M. Do you, do you have any? I mean, they're sitting there at 3-1. and one. They have one ugly everywhere they've gone. Obviously, they had that big loss. But I, I don't. I know their offense is horrible, but should they actually be catching only four points against Mississippi State? And again, Mississippi State, you know, they had the game, big game against um, LSU uh, last week. And I, I just, I, I can't, I know what to expect from Mississippi State, but I'm not sure about A&M. What do you expect from them? Will it get better? 
Yeah, it's, it's at Mississippi State. Maybe that's the reason why. But um, and I, I think they will. I, I think this has been a um, say redeeming, but uh, I, th- I think more of a confidence builder for Texas A&M that hey, we can win it. And you know, look, even if our offense is not playing at the level it needs to be playing defensively or getting turnovers, and a game is never uh, out of reach, you know, and you just maybe the belief system comes back, and maybe Jimbo kind of gets the team back a little bit to where they need to be but um yeah they, they've got to get better offensively though in order to win games especially on the road against mississippi state who can put up big numbers on you if you, if you don't watch out and can get those matchups uh that we've seen coach mike leach do many many years uh that you know the uh, you know the the thing about uh this game though i i would think that they would come out texas a&m as much hype as they had at the beginning of the year the amount of athletes they've got on both sides of football um you know look if they, if they can run the ball against mississippi state and, and not become one-dimensional where they've got to throw it all the time and try to make plays through the year, I think they'll have a great shot at winning this game. Top five squad in Clemson. I don't know if they should be in the top five right now, but this is the Clemson. I think we're four weeks into it, five weeks into the schedule. I think this is the Clemson you can expect, and uh, they're giving up a few points against NC State. I think that's an interesting game, two teams that are 4-0. And I said yesterday, and I did a Facebook Live on it, uh, the Auburn Tigers need to do the right thing, and that is fire Brian Harson now and allow him to go on his way before he's got to work out the rest of that stinking tough schedule to the Auburn Tigers. That schedule is filthy. they got to play at Alabama. They've got, of course, Georgia coming up. That schedule is absolutely filthy. Uh, and sitting there 3-1 and 1-0 and one in the SEC, you think, okay, we're in pretty good shape. I know the Missouri game looked horrible. I know Missouri should have won the game, but it's all about the Ws for me. You went through that entire offseason debacle where you were trying to take him down and eat yourself from the inside out. And all of a sudden, he's on HotSeats.com as the number one coach in the land to get fired. He's a seven and a half point dog against Brian Kelly and the LSU Bayou Bengal Tigers. And if they get beat by fourteen or twenty one points, he will be gone on Sunday morning. You heard it here first, and it's unfortunate. They're just they said this past weekend that if they lost to Missouri, he was going to get fired. Yeah, and I believe that, which is really really sad. Let him go. Uh, he's going to get. Put your fingers up. $15 million, a $15 million payout. Let him be and let him go and get out of your chaotic, dysfunctional dynamic, whatever you want to call it down there in Auburn, and go find yourself another person who's willing to put up with that crap. Uh, Brian Harson deserves better than that. He's a good coach. He's not a great coach because he has not had uh, the people at the top or the bottom, as far as that goes, uh, the support that he's needed down at Auburn and just 15 games into his coaching career there. Please do him a favor. Be respectful. Give him his $15 million. Let him go coach somewhere where he's appreciated. Let him go in the middle of the season? Uh, yeah. I've always been against that. Uh, now it seems to be the norm. Rather than, at least Nebraska, the did, it right. the Nebraska did it right. Nebraska did it right with Scott Frost. They did, it, they did it right because if they had waited until October, they were going to make it all about the money. And at least Scott Frost, and he was not doing a good job. I know, what was he... Three and twenty-five or whatever in one-score games. I realize that, and he did not get the job done. I, I'm not saying that, but he is one of your own. But Brian Harson deserves a lot better than what the Auburn family, which is a joke to me, is giving him right Ooh. now. He's a good guy. He's dealt with all your crap. Um, it, it's it's kind of like uh, you know going out with a woman who continually barrages you with "You're cheating on me. You're doing these things. I don't like you." Blah. blah, blah then just leave me. Please let me go. Let me get out of this situation, pay me off, and I'll be on my way. And with $15 million, he, w- he will be a top-five coaching candidate for someone else at a, at a power-five school the minute he leaves Auburn. And it will happen this weekend after LSU beats them. Jay, do you see the effort from Auburn that you would expect, uh, particularly with what they've been going through? And do you buy Deion Sanders being at Auburn? 
Uh, I'm, I'm like Tony, like you. I heard a lot of rumors uh, from some of the you know top money guys that said, look, you know, if he lost to Missouri, he was done, and they were going to fire him after that game. Um, I don't know how much truth is to that, but I've heard it from multiple sources. Uh, they were very close to the program down there, and I don't know. I mean, he's three and one. He's one and zero in the SEC. Uh, I, I don't, I don't agree with firing guys halfway through beginning, the beginning of the season, really where we're at right now, just about a quarter of the way through. Um, I, I think it's. It's bad precedence, but look, you know, that's as Tony brought up, you know, the family. Um, and, you know, he was an outsider uh, that came in and it was hired by Green, the AD that's now gone. Uh, he didn't have a lot of support behind him. And especially, you know, the fans were very upset with their, their loss this year. Uh, to Penn State, the way that they got beat, wasn't even just that they got beat, but the way that they got beat. So I, I don't know. I, I think if you're a coach out there that's looking to uh, get a job and you want it to be a great landing spot and you're not an Auburn guy, uh, I'm not sure how many guys are going to be interested if they fire him this quickly. Um, Brian Hart, he, he's known throughout the coaching community. Uh, he's pretty well respected by all the other coaches around. Not to say there wouldn't be a guy that would take it because they think that that might be a place to go in and win and a guy like Deion Sanders might be that guy. But um, I don't know. I mean, to me, if, if I'm the agent of a guy going into that spot, into that place with a guy that's just a few, um, you know, 100 miles away on the other side of the state, that way that he's winning, in the way that they've treated other coaches in the past, I'm not so sure that I would advise for my client to even consider that job. I totally agree with you. I mean, he's uh, he's 45 years old, um, and he's got a lot left in the tank. Brian Harson does, and I think in the right situation where he has the support of his administrators and the boosters, and and, and I, I don't know, I'm not so sure about the fan base. Listen, that was a really ugly game. They get a 14 nothing. They ran the ball the first 16 times in the ball game. I'm like, okay, just run it down their throats 110 times. Do what you take in order to win the, the game. And, and they, they did what they had to do. Uh, again, it was an ugly win, but it was a W nonetheless. But uh, if you know you're going to be fired, get out. Let him go. I've got a uh, an interesting thing to bring up concerning just Jordan Hare, the stadium. I want to ask you guys on the I other like side. That. I like that. Jordan. That's what they kept calling it, Jordan, on the air, on TV all, all day long. So I think I'll get a lot of complaints <laughs> yeah. from the uh, Auburn family. All right, uh, we'll be back. We'll wrap up hour number two. Stay with us here on this Tuesday edition live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. So in life, throws you up. Tomorrow and Thursday, sunny both days. Highs between 75 and 78. Friday, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 77 degrees in Tuscaloosa. To make those rainbows in my mind When I think of you sometime And I want to spend some time with you Just the two of us Hi, welcome back in as we wrap up our number two. We're breaking down some of the matchups around college football this weekend and uh, some of the big ones uh, that will be happening and uh, kind of making some waves uh, according to uh, as far as staying inside the top ten or not or teams that may make a push toward the playoffs or may end up having some upsets again. We've seen a lot of those uh, this year, as, as many as I've seen in a while in the first four weeks. But, Tony, before we get back into some stuff, tell everybody how they can find the Tony Curry Radio Network. 
Yeah, just uh, go to your Android or Apple store and download TKR on Apple, Tony Curry Radio on Android, and you can pull up our uh, wonderful uh, app. We have uh, 13, 14 different shows. I can't even keep track of all the shows. We've got two more shows starting in a couple of weeks, everything from stuff at the Birmingham Race Course. We have uh, Students of the Game with Alex Gray and Nathan. Alex, of course, your former intern. He's got a show that runs every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. on the TKR app. We've got blue shows. We've got classic rock shows, Brother uh, Brother Kane's Damon Johnson does a show with us, uh, just some killer shows, an ACDC show that uh, is listened to over 100,000 folks every single Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. You can listen to our shows on the Tony Curry Radio podcast platform. Just pull up Tony Curry Podcast, and uh, we're on every major indice, and you can listen to all of our shows or listen to them live on the TKR app and greatly appreciate it. Download the app. You don't like it, get rid of it. Download the app. I, I'm, I'm totally, Go to the I'm, Apple store. I'm, I'm totally cool with it. Just download TKR if you don't like it. Then, then, then don't keep it, but I but promise at you, least you're, give gonna, it a try. you're absolutely going to love okay. it. It's classic rock and great shows, and thanks, Jay, for letting me uh, talk yeah, about it. Yeah, it's great stuff. I was it's listening great... to another another show coming in. Yeah. Sorry, Jay. I just want to squeeze this in real quick. And I don't know how long it's been since y'all been to Auburn, but they were uh, there was callers, and they were complaining that Auburn Stadium looks dirty and dingy. Does, is that totally – and my immediate thought is somebody's just trying to find something else to gripe about. But have you seen it recently? Oh, yeah. Jay? It looked that way have in '93. To me. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have not heard that. Uh, actually, it was, I actually had uh, a son down in Auburn this weekend, and he didn't mention anything about that or complaints from the students about it. So I, I don't know if that's maybe just something they. I mean, we know when things start going bad, you start looking around everywhere to find something bad. That's all. Yeah, What's their three and one? That's kind of. <laughs> Gosh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be three and two, looking for a head coach on Sunday morning. That's your prediction, right? If they lose this weekend, now if they win, if somehow they knock off, I don't care who's coaching or what the situation is. You knock off LSU, they, that counts as something. Uh, maybe this is where Brian turns it around, but I don't. I think at this point they want him gone. Regardless, you're at the point now if you're an Auburn fan where you're hoping to have a six yeah. to seven season so you can fire him, and that's really really sad. It's Are really they just really sad. Waiting on a loss. They want losses. They wanted him to lose against Missouri this weekend so they could say, "Well, this ain't working. We need to get rid of him," which is really sad. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine they had done it with Nick Saban after he lost the lost the La Monroe his first year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Gene or Gene Stallings because he was a losing coach when he came to the Crimson Tide in 1990 or whatever it was. Oh, 0 3. Nope. Yep. That was crazy. Oh, and then he had started 0 right. 3. Mm-hmm. <laughs> TK, thank you, my man, and uh, Matt Coulter, Lars you, Anderson down in Tide 100.9, our flagship station. Thanks to Jonathan and all the folks there today, and Joe Gaither, uh, producers there. Josh Smith, our producer for all things everything. Thanks to him as well. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow for the Wednesday edition. Jay Barker Show, live from AVX. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. 